I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. There's always someone who like sings that at karaoke, and I'm always really, really nervous for them. Yeah, because I just the range feel, on that song is well. First of all, it's like a six-minute song. Yeah, maybe less, but it, it just feels, feels that long. way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because it's one of those songs that like you can't force someone to listen to it. You know what no, I mean? Like, so yeah. it's not a good karaoke song. You have to be in a mood to listen to Radiohead. And yeah, that's a it's a very specific mood. Yeah, and a good karaoke song is just like a song that people are generally in the mood for and isn't very long and it doesn't check either of those boxes. Yeah. And also it's very vocally challenging in the bridge. Mhm. Like who can sustain that note on run? Like who like an average person, not yeah. many. Not no. many. So, I always get very nervous when someone decides to sing that song. Mine is uh, Where Is My Mind, The Pixies. That's the one I get nervous when people oh. get up to sing that because I'm like, oh, man, you forgot how long this song is. Yeah. And you forgot that you're basically having to shout most of it. Exactly. People get really tired by the end. Yeah. Because this one's this one's kind of like, it's high, I guess it's high risk, high reward because it's low the entire time. Yeah. And almost speak singing. But then the bridge hits and you're just like, is this person going <laughs> to nail it or not? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Welcome to our podcast, Nail It or Not. Nail It or Not. Where we rate karaoke songs. (laughs) I would listen to that podcast. I mean, it'd give you a lot of good ideas. Facts. If karaoke even comes back. God. I'm not sharing a mic with anybody, I can tell you that much. No, it's going to be like a Bluetooth bring your own mic sort of situation, (laughs) which doesn't make it very accessible, so I think that would actually fail. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched Creep? You mean the found footage 2014 masterpiece from Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass? Yes, I'm so excited to cover this. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. A tremendous amount of films so i'm really excited to actually cover this one i made it through the night everyone i did fall asleep with the light on but you know what yep. we do what we have to do peach fuzz is fucking scary and that's the main reason why i'm freaked out about this fair <laughs> so i'm nicole i'm tofer and we're the horror babes here to bring horror right to you we're gonna do our typical setup here we're gonna talk about who made this thing who was in it and then we're gonna do a quick rundown of the plot and then we'll go into a deeper analysis of the film yeah so tofer you want to take us away with who made this thing yeah it's gonna be the fastest one we've ever done because, because it was it's two a, people i would say it's a, it's a very small <laughs> cast and crew yeah so patrick bryce directed wrote and starred in this alongside Mark Duplass who produced wrote and starred in it. Yeah, and they were they weren't planning on working together. They were no. just buds who like very much so like us and our friends kind of right. just be, are like, well we're we're too, you know, artsy, you know, just like we have multiple interests in the arts sort of thing. Yeah. Just two bros hanging out and then <laughs> they came up with just like this idea and they were like, actually wait. 
we should actually you yeah, know I go mean, in on this and produce it that's how a lot of the best projects come about it's just like what if we just had this good idea and just did it totally it's yeah and that's that's how a lot of successful teams are formed because mm-hmm. you can't just force two people to mesh together you no, know you need that rapport yeah exactly so yeah <laughs> uh yeah the only other actor in this is duplass's real life wife uh katie azelton as plays angela mm-hmm. okay the voice well, of angela yeah so, yeah we so never a vocal see... cameo from her yeah we never see angela Cool. Um, yeah, that was probably the shortest. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no cinematographer because it's it's found footage, like we said, and yeah, the editing was from Christopher Donlin, and that's it. Well, there is uh, there are music credits. Uh, Kyle- oh, that's true. Kyle Field and Eric Andrew Coon. That's right. Yeah. Well, I also see that Jason Bloom is the producer. Um, the yeah, because it was from Bloomhouse or Blumhouse. I can't yeah, I don't know if it's Blum or Bloom. Yeah. So the film premiered March eighth. 2014 Mm -hmm. at South by Southwest and everyone loved it. Yeah. There was, I mean, it was, it was talk of the town, Mm -hmm. (laughs) talk of South by Southwest. Austin was here for it. Yeah. And then it went to video on demand in uh, 2015. And then we had an international release on Netflix um, later, about a month later, Mm -hmm. July 2015. Yeah, that would have been like right when I saw it too. I had heard a lot about it. Yeah. In the year that it took to get a wide release. And so I was just so, so ready for this. Like I've I've loved a lot of Duplass's work. Yeah. He did Safety Not Guaranteed, which is one of my favorite sci-fi films. Mm -hmm. Very good from him and uh, Aubrey Plaza. Great performances in that. We love, yeah. love Aubrey Plaza. We sure do. Yeah, I saw it for the first time last year when we did our October, our 31 yeah. movies of October sort of thing. And yeah, I, I was really freaked out by it. I It was one of those weird nights where I remember I was kind of in and out of sleep. So yeah. I, I got the majority of what happened, but the times that I kind of was more cognizant while watching it... I think it was just like a Friday and I was just like exhausted and we were trying to get, you know, we were trying to watch a movie and I just kept going in and out of sleep. But I would, of course, I, of course, woke up for the scene with Peach Fuzz. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, I think I woke up at like the scariest parts. Yeah. So I, I just, I was so freaked out. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night that night, just like thinking about that wolf face and yeah you woke me up because you went to turn on the lights and like put on adventure time so you could yeah i was just like oh my god i can't i can't do this but yeah this time around went a lot better for me um i wasn't as freaked out even with peach fuzz yeah fuzz is still really fucking scary like who made that mask you know what I mean? Exactly, like yeah. It's, it's, it's really scary. But yeah, this time went a lot better for me, probably because I actually knew truly what was going on. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. was ready for it this time. When we watched it a year ago, I was not I was not prepared. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we should head straight in to plot. We've got our videographer, Aaron, mm-hmm. who answers a Craigslist ad. And in the Craigslist ad... You know, it's like discretion is needed or something. Yeah. What does it say? I don't remember. But yeah, it's a, you can tell how bad this videographer is struggling by the fact that he's answering a Craig's list ad. Yeah, to come <laughs> hang out with a guy in, in a, a cabin. cabin for eight hours. Like, bro, bro, have you ever seen a horror film? Have you, like, or he's just, or he has and he's just ignoring the fact because it's like a thousand dollars up front, something like that. Yeah, it's a it's a hefty amount of cash. Yeah, so like untaxed, 
not on the books, like, you know, under the table. Mm-hmm. So the client's name is Joseph, played yes. by Mark Duplass. And basically his whole spun up story is that um, he has a brain, an inoperable brain tumor mm-hmm. and has a child on the way that him and his wife, Angela, call Buddy. Mm-hmm. Probably because they didn't do that stupid gender reveal that everyone's yeah. trying, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing those, man. I hate them. But anyway, so they call him a uh, gender neutral term, Buddy. Yeah. Which is cute. Like, you're kind of like, oh, I love that. You know, unborn child buddy. Mm -hmm. I love that. But anyway, um, so Aaron has been hired to make a video for Buddy to remember Joseph by, basically. Because he has this inoperable brain tumor. And so it's, you know, it's very like... It gives me, like, mad Grey Gardens vibes in the beginning. Yeah. Like, just like his demeanor. So you're already kind of like, okay, this is a little bit off. Yeah, he's, Um, like, very super positive, energetic. You you want to come see me cook? You want to see me talk on the phone? You want to see me take a bath? And then you're just like, whoa, weird. (laughs) So it kind of goes straight into, like, this. and, And you're kind of wondering, why is Aaron even in the room? And Joseph is like, oh, well, we're going to get way more intimate than this. And then as a viewer, you're just like, what does that mean? Yeah, what's what happening this? here? They're like, well, in like this, ca- they're like candles on like the bathtub. He's like yeah. getting it. Oh, he calls it a tubby. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I, I, it's it's such I'm, a great choice. But every single time I just like. Ugh. That's revolting. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So uh, this is the first time we kind of get. A sense of just like what the fuck is when um, Mark Duplass is is talking and then just kind of like dunks himself under, yeah, and just stays under there, and it's like, um, you good? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> and isn't that isn't that when we get kind of like our first jump scare? Yeah, because our jump scares all come from Mark Duplass. Yes, like all of them, just being manic and creepy. Yes. So, yeah, we see some, you know, eccentric behavior. Um, <laughs> you can tell Aaron is a little bit uneasy, but $1,000 is still $1,000. And yeah. on text, it, it, you know, it takes a lot to make you really question making that much money. Yeah, I've definitely done some weird jobs that I did not feel comfortable with, but have needed the money. I mean, yeah, I, I completely get it. But yeah, they're like out on a hike all day and he like... Jumps out of the woods and freaks him out there. He, like, takes off sprinting through the woods. Yeah, we've just got a lot of erratic behavior. And, and like, the thing, he's like, oh, yeah, there's this great place with the, they have the best pancakes. And then he starts reading the menu and he's like, I wonder what's good here. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that detail. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Because, yeah, that's 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 a moment. And Mark Duplass, I'm just going to right off the bat say incredible performance. Um, fantastic. Just so good at towing that line because this uh, we'll talk about this more later. But this character is insanely manipulative as yeah. as serial killers, you know, tend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh my! I can't, I can't even say enough about uh, Mark Duplass's uh, performance here because it's just so subtle. Yeah. Um, but so perfect and steadfast. It's awesome. So yeah, we've got all of these weird things that happen, and then we end up getting back to the cabin, mm-hmm. and this is the part where you're where you can tell that Aaron is just like, no, 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 yeah, no. It's dark now. It's dark now, feeling uneasy. My stomach is turning, heart's beating fast. And and Joseph is like, why don't you come in? I was going to get you a whiskey. And he's like, no, you know, it's uh, it's rough terrain. Or like he says something like yeah. that. I should just go. And then can't find 
his car keys. Yeah. So they end up having the whiskey, but not really. Uh, Joseph doesn't really drink. No, Joseph does. Aaron does he drink the first one? Oh, yeah. Sorry. There is that really great detail where he's clearly trying to get Aaron drunk. Yeah. And they cheers and Joseph just like puts it to his mouth, but doesn't actually drink. Yes. Yes. And Aaron takes the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just like, I want to finish this so I can get out of here. Definitely, definitely. Um, so then, oh, and we get, after they've had a little bit of whiskey, we get that horrifying scene where Joseph is like, is the camera off? Is the camera off? And, yeah. and Aaron's like, yeah, but Aaron is freaked out. So he's filming everything, just yeah. puts the camera down. It's still rolling. And we get this insane story from Joseph about like finding animal porn on their browser history because his internet was running slow and someone said, clear your browser history. Yeah. Um, so, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that helps internet speed. Who can say? It sounds fake, but okay. Um, <laughs> and so finds all of this animal porn and was like, only two people use the internet. It's me and my wife, Angela. So they go on like a vacation, I guess to the, is it that same cabin? It has to be. Yeah, that's like, it's supposed to be this cabin. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. And Joseph pretends that he it got called into work um, during their like romantic weekend getaway or whatever yeah. to this cabin. Goes out, buys the mask that we know is Peach Fuzz, mm-hmm. and climbs through the window one night, ties up Angela while um, Angela is still asleep. And at this point, Angela wakes up and he proceeds to rape her. Yep. And then the last sentence of this story is like, I raped my own wife and like cut scene. Yeah. Like it's like, it's fucking insane and you don't see anything. You just like have black. It's all black and you just have like subtitles. It's, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. Um, It's probably my favorite delivery in -hmm. this because it's, it's such a turn in the story because earlier he had said that, they, he and his dad had bought the peach fuzz mask when he was yeah. little at like a 99 cent store or something like that. Yeah, that is right. That and is he right. Did and like then, a little peach fuzz dance and song. Well, and again, the manipulation in this script is incredible because you've got this whole like, I'm going to confide in you. I'm yeah. really sorry. I lied and made it like a big deal. So you're thinking like, oh, this guy is just like trying to be honest with me. He's a good guy when really it's. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like one of those weird bad faith things. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. But anyway, it's, um, intense. <laughs> it's super intense. And then, of course, Aaron's just like, OK. And in a drunken stupor, Joseph falls asleep like on the fireplace. Yeah, because uh, Aaron drugs him. That's right. With the Bene- Benadryl. Something like that. Something, yeah. Some sort of drowsy medication. And we get this great, you know, scene where it's just like crazy and asleep and playing with himself. Yeah, um, yeah. Ugh. Again, like you said, you said la- you pointed it out last night. Like that's a bold actor choice. It's good. Yeah. Um. Then we get an incoming call from An- Angela, and and Aaron answers it, still trying to find his keys. Yeah. And we get this horrifying uh, conversation with Angela. Where Angela is just like, where are you? Like, give me the address and walk out and keep walking. Yeah. And and Aaron is like, what What do you mean? And, and Angela says, my brother has problems. Ugh. And that's when it, it was like the, the universe explodes. Yeah. You, you realize, you know, 
you know all along there's something wrong, but there are eccentric people out there yeah. that are harmless. He's just a weird um, L.A. guy. Yes. And so you, again, like, the universe explodes. You're mm-hmm. like, Angela's his sister, not his wife. He's crazy. He's probably done this before. Like, or definitely done this before. Yeah. And I need to get out, but I don't have any keys, which at this point I turned to you and I said, you know what, bro? Just go hitchhike because yeah. you're, <laughs> honestly, you're... You're definitely going to die if you stay here. You might die if you hitchhike, but your odds are better, which yeah. you never want to be in that yeah, situation. No, no. You never want to be in the situation where hitchhiking is less dangerous than staying. <laughs> so, like, we're we're in a horrifying situation here. And then, of course, after the phone call, um, the camera pans over to the fireplace where Joseph was sleeping. Not there anymore. Ha! Ha! Jesus. Scary. So, of course, uh, Aaron goes and looks for Joseph. I think he really is just trying to get to the front door. Yeah, but he and, does go outside first. Oh, yeah, that part. Ooh, ooh, yeah, because you're disoriented. This is where the found footage, uh, like, just, is, just is really stellar. is strong. It's perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we don't see anything outside. So, Aaron tries to go downstairs. And what do we see at the door? peach fuzz um, <laughs> and it's this amazingly uncomfortable just pit in your stomach scary scene where peach fuzz is like growling and then like gyrating on the door yeah, just fully grinding up on fully it fully like, having a moment and then you hear Aaron just being like, "I just, I just want to leave, man." And then the 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 camera like falls, it cuts, and then you get this scene of uh, Joseph carrying black trash bags and digging a hole to dump them in. <laughs> and this is the false ending. You yeah. think it's over, which is which is an awesome tool for like for seeing it in a theater. Yeah, like I kind of am jealous of that because I saw it knowing the runtime. Right. Or at least, you know, having an idea of it. So I didn't get the satisfaction of thinking like, oh, that's the end. Yeah. Um, I got it the first time I watched it because I didn't have the... I, I don't think I even like noticed how much time had passed. Right. So I was like, what the fuck? It's definitely achievable. I think I just... I didn't have the satisfaction yeah. of that. And thank God that was just the... Uh, false ending because we get a a much more interesting ending here coming up so we cut to aaron back at his home Mm -hmm. made it out somehow i know that he recaps it somehow but not in detail he says something about how he gets out but it's not detailed it's just really and it's not super important it's kind of just like it happened there's a reason they don't show it to you it's just like whatever and so aaron starts getting things in the mail from Joseph. Yeah, he gets like the DVD and then he yeah. gets the, uh, the little wolf stuffed animal and a knife. And, so, and then there's like a diamond necklace or something like it's that. It's a locket. It's a like locket, a heart that's locket right. that has a photo of both of them in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then on the back it says like J and A forever or like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, there's like this really creepy thing. Like, yeah, in the in the box there's uh, a knife and, and the tape in there and then watches the tape which honestly if i knew i was getting something from someone who was trying to kill me i probably would empty the entire box it's kind of crazy to me that aaron just opens it and sees what's on top Mm -hmm. 
I would like flip that shit over. Exactly. Yeah, I'm dumping that on the floor. I don't care about all the packing peanuts that I have to clean up later. Like I'm dumping that shit on the floor. But yeah, so the tape is like dig dig deeper, dig deeper. So Aaron digs deeper and finds a stuffed wolf. And there's this whole creepy thing about how wolves kill what they love and yeah. all of these things. And uh, you have to, you know, there's something I made for you inside. You have to like cut it open. So Aaron digs in there and finds the locket. So Aaron is, you know, calls the police while trying to drill in like a deadbolt to yeah. uh, his door. And the police are useless as usual yep and are like well you don't know enough about this dude for us to even like investigate or whatever which not true like whatever anyway (laughs) so then we get this awesomely spooky creepy scary scene where oh i should mention that aaron keeps having like dreams like just cannot stop thinking about yeah um the whole the whole ordeal so we've got two like two more creepy things before the um culmination of this uh found footage film we've got we've got this super creepy moment where there's someone holding the camera on aaron and it's yeah. like a night it's kind of like a night vision sort of thing like there, there's just the light from the camera shining and you ought Aaron is sleeping you know it's not Aaron so yeah. <laughs> then someone Joseph cuts a lock of Aaron's hair in the middle of the night and that's all we get and then there's another time in the night where Aaron hears a bump just like a yeah. bump in the house and is like is like what the fuck where like like who's in my house I should let you know I have a knife like it's some yeah. and it's the knife that Joseph sent him and it's it's pretty creepy. And then there's this weird moment which I I need to go back and 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 look at, but maybe this is maybe this is when Joseph grabs the camera because I you okay, so the camera is on the doorway. Yeah. In the room on the doorway facing and you see Aaron walk like by with the knife saying like yeah. who's in my house sort of thing um and then start saying like Joseph, Joseph and then you and then the camera gets picked up. Yeah. So I was kind of like, wait, 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 wait. Aaron didn't walk back in the room and the camera was on the doorway the whole time. So unless there's another entrance into the room. I think it's where he's like coming through the window and stuff like that. Because I think that's how he's getting into the house. I think that's right. Because that's, um, that's what I had assumed is that like Joseph has like figured out how to sneak into Aaron's house. Oh, so spooky, guys. What? It's disgusting. Because that's um, when he leaves the DVD. The yes. last one. Yes. And of course, we get like a shot of that with the camera saying like, saying like, my bed, DVD. Like it's in the window right next yeah. to it with the screen like cut. cut. Yeah. And so this final DVD is um, Joseph explaining himself mm-hmm. in, of course, a very manipulative way saying, you know, like, I've got some problems, but I'm just, I'm a really lonely guy, like this sort of thing. And yeah. is, you know, saying, come meet me. It's it's a public place. It's a public park. I will be here at, you know, this time tomorrow. I would like a chance to like explain myself. And we get this moment from Aaron where like he's paused the tape and he's just like, just look at him. And then we see just like, he's like, he's so sad. Oh, and you're man. just like, oh, my God, that's exactly what he wants you to think. Yeah. It's a huge manipulation. So um, so then Aaron decides to go and we see that the camera is rolling in his car. And he says to the camera, uh, we've uh, I- I've got the cops or I've got 911 on speed dial. So 
He sits on the park bench waiting for Joseph to arrive, which this shot is really cool. It's my favorite. Um, this is the only like shot shot of the whole film. Yeah, exactly. Because the rest is very, like very found footage. Yeah. Um, this is more. Yeah. Um, this is really cool. Like you said, it's it, all the action is in like the lower. Yeah. Like, third. Yeah. yeah. So it's all shot in this way where Joseph or Aaron goes to sit on the sit on the park bench and the way the camera actually is situated yeah it puts him in the bottom right third yeah that's right um which is one of my it's like a very tensiony thing oh definitely because all of the negative space is on the left of the the middle and left of the negative frame negative space is always going to make people feel uneasy well and what's even cooler about this shot is because when you have that negative space you expect something to come in and fill it yes but but joseph comes in from the right he yeah. comes into the smallest portion of the screen that he can be in. And I think that's such it's a really cool. cool way to do that. It's one of my favorite shots in like a horror film mm-hmm. just because of the way it subverts your expectations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That part is unbelievably cool. So then we get exactly what we were expecting throughout the entire film. Yep. We have Aaron just sitting looking out at the water. And you've got Joseph in the peach fuzz mask. Yeah, he's got this trench coat on. He pulls out the mask, puts it on. Yes, there's this great moment like that. And kills him with an axe. Yeah. Um, just big, oh, what a, what like a great big kill. swing and then a cup like a fucking I melon. I screamed it's awful. the first time I saw it. It's visceral because yeah. you kind of hear like this like clunk. Bunk. And yep. it's horrifying. And then... Oh my god! And then this insane conclusion where we get we get Joseph talking about how Aaron was his favorite victim because he always believed that he was a good person. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, and then because he's sitting there just being like, "Why didn't you? You know, I want to ask you one question, and of course I can't. But why didn't you turn around?" Oh my god! And and we get that really satisfying um, moment as horror film watchers, where we're just like, turn around, turn yeah. around, like everyone. And it's, <laughs> it's such so... a classic moment um, where you're just like, oh my fucking, like get out of there, bro. Yeah, and so trusting. Yeah, too trusting. And then we get, you know, the conclusion. The conclusion conclusion is Joseph gets a phone call from the latest target, but now Joseph is Bill. <laughs> and places the DVD of Aaron's murder with, you know, the recording. Hundreds of others. Hundreds. It's 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 probably the most shocking part of this movie and that's saying something is seeing yeah. that thing open and you're just like, wait, whoa. <laughs> like You can see how long it's been going on too, because there's VHS and DVD. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh moment yeah it's uh, ooh. and yeah, that's the film, guys. That's it. Easily in my top 10 favorites. It's really awesome. It is just such a well done film. And this is coming from someone who like usually doesn't care that much about found footage because I think it's a little cheap. Like Blair Witch Project we talked about and it did it very well. For sure. But I just have never found other ones to be as good. I do like VHS for the most part, but I but as someone who like loves shot structure and loves, you know, just pretty movies. Yeah. They're all ugly. And so yeah. it's already, it's I'm like already halfway yeah. out. And I just also, just as a writer, I think they're kind of cheap because of the way that they are typically done, which is just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, done. 
For sure. And this has its fair share of it, but that's not where the terror comes from in this. Yeah, yeah. Again, the terror comes from they're playing they're playing on it's kind of like last week with Saw. I was like I was like this doesn't reach people on a visceral level because it's not relatable. Yeah. This is somewhat relatable where we I mean, even if it's a small interaction that you've had with someone, you've felt that pit in your stomach where you're like I'm not safe. Yeah. And and you don't want to cause a scene. You don't want to do yeah. something. So you kind of just deal with it and hope that they don't do anything crazy. Yeah. You want to give people <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. So I think a lot of people see themselves in Aaron. So I think that's right. Yeah. You know, you don't want to jump to this like conclusion. You want to believe that people are, you know, at least somewhat good. So this one is kind of the opposite of Saw in that way, where I think everyone can relate. Yeah, Potentially. It's, it's that like we all have answered. I mean, we're broke millennials. We've all answered a sketchy Craigslist ad for and sure. Taken a job that was like not the best. Like, there's a uh, reason why it's universally just known that like if you respond to a Craigslist ad, you should tell someone where you're going or bring yeah. someone with you. Yep. It, like, even if you're picking up like furniture, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And you always you. you there are like rules. You avoid going to someone's house. You avoid letting them come to yours. You meet like at like a park or something, yeah. you know? So ha- having that universe, that universal knowledge being there already makes this film relatable. Yeah. It's just every single time I watch this, I'm just so in awe of the script. Yeah. I think it is one of the best written pieces of work I've seen in a very long time. From I mean everything from the dialogue to the turns and twists in the story, to just how subtle it is. Like it, yes. everything about this movie, the, like the one word that sums it all up for me is nuance. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is like a very finely tuned, intricate mm-hmm. little movie, and I love it. It's yeah. just like it, it. As a film nerd, it makes me fucking excited. You know, same, same. It's really cool. And like I said before, uh, Mark Duplass's character, like it's does an incredible, incredible job of just being creepy enough for you to question it, but not creepy enough for you to like run for the hills. You know, exactly. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. And that's that's such a credit to him as an actor. Oh, yeah. Not going over the top. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. Because you you think that he's like he's a very good actor. I've seen a good amount of his work, like I said earlier. But this is a force of nature. Like this is something completely different. And just the range and control, like you were saying, yeah, that he has for this in this character is just it's so important. And like if it were any if you were any creepier, you it would be unrealistic. If Definitely. you were any less creepy, you would miss a lot. Like, yeah, it, yeah. You, it's that perfect he hit the sweet line. Spot. Yeah, yeah, and just stayed there. Yeah, and and I mean, this script is incredible because, like we were saying, with the like I lied to you thing, kind of trying to yeah. gain your trust by talking about raping his own wife and kind of having an admission to that. It's a manipulation to get Aaron to trust him. Yeah. And that happens so many times in this film that if you blink, you'll miss it. But like, I'm trying to think of another example because I said it like a thousand times last night when we were watching it, like how amazingly manipulative he yeah. is. It's, I mean, let's look at the uh, the heart rock thing that they do, right? When they go hiking. Yes, yes. So 
he tells him that it's not that far of a hike. Yeah. But it keeps being longer and longer and longer. Mm-hmm. And you think that there's never going to be the place. Like, this is like, you're like, it's too early in the film for him to kill him unless there's another character they're going to bring in. Yeah. And you're like, is this going to just turn into kind of like Blair Witch Project where they just yeah. keep going in circles? Like, right. what is this going to be? Yeah. So it's this whole like, stretch the trust, gain the trust back. Stretch the trust, gain the trust back. Yeah. Because he keeps telling him things are far. And he, when he sprints, yeah, he sprints off and then shows up like behind him or something like that. Yeah. And then they get to the heart rock and it's like, okay, and we're going to go in. These are supposedly these are healing waters. And then he draws the J and the A into the rock and puts Which a heart is around such, it. Oh my God. Because it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. It was such a good choice to use. Yeah. Rock on rock. Yeah. It was such a good choice because you're thinking like, ah, yeah, <laughs> it's just like a visceral moment where you're just like, this is. This sums up his character perfectly right here because it's a violent sound and yes. a violent movement, but yet he's like drawing a heart. Yep. Like it's awesome. It's yeah. It's just it's script choices like that. Yeah. And actor choices like that. And yeah. just knowing how to make a film land. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like we talked about with the the pancake scene. Yeah. It's just like the little lies he tells. Yeah, exactly. Because nothing he says is true. That's the thing. Yeah. Because. He didn't rape Angela. No. Uh, and we were talking about that. Like, is it true? Like, where but is, is he the nugget? Things? Yeah. Yeah. Where is the nugget of truth in that? Yeah. Like, did he assault somebody? Yeah. Because it's a very detailed thing. Do, like, it, there's all of these little points. Mm-hmm. And, like, having the the switch from where the Peach Fuzz mask came from and, like, yeah, never mentioning the kid again after a while. That was something I noticed on this watch is that he stops talking about his unborn child at a certain point through the night. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Which is so funny to me. Like. Yeah. He's not, not keeping his story straight. Yeah. But um, it's all. it's But it's not in a way that's, like, noticeable. It is all back to that nuance and subtlety. Yeah. Definitely. And I guess, you know, seeing how many people he's killed, it seems like he's had a lot of practice. He probably got caught a few times early on, and now he's just a fucking master. That's what I'm saying, is that, like, he is a master in manipulation because, I mean, even after Aaron feels like he's being stalked by this person, he still feels bad for him. Even knowing yeah. that he, like, lied and did all of this shit, he, he feels bad for him. And that is a master of manipulation because mm-hmm. you should not feel bad for this person who literally has a Rolodex of VHSs <laughs> and DVDs of just like filming people who he's killed. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Just absolutely wild to me that that's the case, you know, like yeah. finding out that like this cabin's a rental and shit like that. Yeah. And not his family's cabin and that stuff was probably just there. And yeah. he just used it. That he probably just was like finding stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's so uh, like, yeah, the this he like tells him it's the family's cabin and the sister's like, We don't have a cabin. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God. Everything about this is so just wonderfully perfect. And the way it just peels back, peels back, peels back, peels back. Yep. It keeps you engaged the entire time. Yeah. Okay, so something really interesting about this. We all know there's Creep 2. That's out. That is, there is also apparently um, a Creep 3 in In the works. works. Um, Which, who knows where that is in production (laughs) right now because of all the things that are going on. I think he and uh, Bryce have a script. 
Right. I think that's okay. what he said last time is that they've got a script together and they just were ready to film it, but then COVID hit. Exactly. So, so no one's really, doing anything. Yeah. Can't really do that. So Creep 2 is interesting because um, the they obviously were presented with the issue of like, okay, we've already let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. What do we do? Where do we go from here? And it kind of goes, I'm just going to talk about it briefly because we may cover it one day, but we're just, you know, we're not sure. It kind of shifts to like from, is this person a serial killer to like, why is this person a serial killer? And something interesting that I found, um, a quote from, um, I think it's Bryce. Yeah. So they're claiming that fundamentally Creep 2 is not a horror movie and if you're saying creep 2 is not a horror movie that kind of refers to this one as well yes because they're in they're in similar veins so what uh bryce says is i know it's going to be marketed that way and that's fine and i know a lot of horror fans like it and that's great but when i think of a horror movie i think about classic horror films i think this is an experimental film that's our mindset going into them. They feel like weird art movies that are playing with genre, and that genre just happens to be horror. Right. So, and he actually thinks that Creep 2 is closer to a romantic comedy than horror. And I can see that argument. I mean... For sure, you- and I think that's really interesting. You know, I, I mean, especially when you've got in the second one a female yeah. main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think that's kind of an, this is not a horror not episode, but I think that is an interesting thing to note when a creator, one of the creators feels that it is not in the genre that it was placed in. Because I would even argue, like, I would even argue that this will become a classic. I think so. I mean, it's already so high on everybody's list right now. Yeah. It's, it's. Because I don't know many horror fans who don't love this movie. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the term classic the term classic changes over yeah. time, right? It, it has as, to include more as time goes on, yeah. Yeah. And as the found footage subgenre kind of grows and becomes, you know, better than the other ones that we've seen, like, yeah. I don't know, it's really just, you know, playing with that uh, style of filmmaking and, you know, it may be great or it may suck. Yeah. But with that being added into the canon... I think this could easily be referred to as a classic in like, you know, 20, 20 years, 20, 30 yeah. years, something like that, because the momentum is still going. People oh, still, I mean, we could, we could end up with as many creep movies as we have Halloween movies, you yeah. know, like easily. So I'd make one. I would love to. So I don't know. I mean, I get, I get that it's like an art movie that, because art movies do always play around with some sort of genre, and it, yeah. and I get, you know, it happens to be horror, and I'm like, yeah, but like you guys, you guys really created a horrifying situation here. Yeah, there's nothing that's not horror. There's about a this. <laughs> there's a clear monster. There's it, 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 you've got the dread. Yeah, you've got you've got just and it sticks with you. You've literally got horrifying. You've got horrifying imagery. Yeah. Um, with that mask. Yeah. You and know, the axe to the head at the end. I mean, that's that's classic. That's classic horror. Again, like I said, you've got your audience saying like, turn the fuck around. What the fuck yeah. are you doing, Aaron? You dumb trusting bitch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you've got you've got all of the elements there. And I don't know, maybe you accidentally made a horror film, but like, thank you. Yeah. Like, I, we I, love it. Happy um, accidents. Are, they do happen. And this is if this is an accident, then fuck. Yeah. It's one of the happiest. Make more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep going. It's funny, too, because it was inspired by my dinner with Andre. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
like, you know, classic two-handers, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see that because that's what the, I mean, that's essentially what this plot is, but For it's sure. just what if my dinner aren't worth, it's the gothic version of Mobile. Because it says that, my God, I'm good. malfunctioning too. You're good. I, yeah, I had my moment. It's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at its heart, that's what this plot is. It's, you know, Definitely. the gothic look at my dinner with Andre. Which is a classic horror move. Yeah. You, you've got something perfectly um, normal, but then you think, what if we just turned the dial like two ticks to the left? Yeah. And that's what this is. I mean, this is because it's, I mean, I love My Dinner with Andre. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's not saying much like everybody loves that movie, but, sure, but... <laughs> it's just a film about two friends having a conversation. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah. And there's revelations through the night and the conversation takes its twists and turns. And it is a very subtly well done, well acted movie like Wally Shawn. And I can't remember the other actor who's in it, but that's it. It's just two people talking. Right. Uh, And that's what this film is, too. Right. Yeah. You know, and like um, Community also did a really great version of this with they did a, a homage to My Dinner with Andre and there's these very funny reveals and then you find out that there was a manipulation that happened in here mm-hmm. and so it's it's very similar and i think that you know it's also dan Harmon's another great creator and so it's easy to say like yeah that's what this is yeah. uh but it's it just felt like that to me you know like i For sure. when i read that it was inspired by that i was like oh f- duh how did you not see that <laughs> right yeah um that's that's definitely an interesting Interesting point. But yeah, I I love this movie. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons it's so successful is because of the care they took with it. So they actually didn't just shoot it and then screen it. They did a lot, a lot, a lot of like alternate endings. Yeah. And um, so there were like 10 to 12 permutations of each scene or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. They, I think... I think the magic really happened in the editing room yeah. um, with this one, which, I mean, makes sense for a found footage movie. But, yeah, when I read that, I was like, damn. Like, I, I don't I don't think I know many production crews that would do that many. No, I mean, that's a long shoot. And that's, I mean, God, I'm trying to think about how much fucking film they would have shot. Like, Totally, totally. It, it just tens, dozens of hours. Is what well, it had to be. Thank you for your work. Um. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> if you're gonna it. be obsessive and a perfectionist, be obsessive and a perfectionist to makes this to makes this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. Because I mean, we love it. I love covering things that we can really just you know, just sing praises on. Yeah, yeah. just just you know, let there's it shine. Not, there's nothing I would change about this. I don't see like no, people it, are like, oh, it it's really got well its flaws. Done. And I'm like, where? Yeah, yeah. Where are the flaws? Uh, Tell me what they are, please, because I can't find them. Yeah, and it's I kind of love the I kind of also love the play on jump scares because it it all comes from uh, Mark Duplass, of course. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's one hilarious, um, (laughs) two a really great use of just like oh god, this guy is like this guy is manic, but he's trying to gain he's trying to gain your trust, and he thinks that he's doing that by like poking fun at you it's like those people that like tap you on the shoulder on the wrong shoulder and then like you know it's it's kind of just like oh my god stop but like they think that like it's a cute thing to do and you can Mm -hmm. tell that like that's what you can tell that that's why he kind of like does that he's like haha gotcha 
Yeah. And it's like, this isn't a fun game, man. I don't like being, <laughs> this you game know, sucks. frightened. I don't like having a mini heart attack every, like, hour. Yeah. I do plenty of cardio. I don't need you to I don't need jump to my spike. heart rate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's all, all I really have on this movie. I'm very yeah. excited to uh, hear about uh, Creep 3 and where it goes. Yeah, I'm um, very stoked for that. I feel like they probably could film it because it's always just a, it's it's a two, it's always two-handers unless, yeah. it's, unless it's a different script this time. Yeah. And since one of the actors is doing the filming, it's... I was about to say, it could be small enough to where it's, like, <laughs> you know, somewhat COVID safe. Yeah. Well, cool. Did you have any other... No, I mean, again, it's just I can't say enough about how great this movie is. I mean, I could go in and in and in on it, but, you know, yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to, if I guess if I were to put it on a scale of, like, recommendations for someone, I would say this is not for a horror, like, novice, necessarily. I think it's a little... Yeah, I think I wouldn't you're introduce lose. I wouldn't introduce uh, someone to this film if they've never seen a horror film. I right. would I would I would say if you start to branch off into different subgenres, then you could be like, okay, we're gonna watch this found footage one. Yeah. We're gonna you know like once you start to branch off, I think that the, this would be a good one to show. It's people. also not the first found footage I would show someone. That would be Blair Witch no, Project. No, no, I was about to say that this wouldn't even be my first one to go with i it would be like after i've hooked someone into, yeah i think yeah that's i've like right. hooked someone into the horror genre and then i'll be like oh you think it like doesn't get better than this <laughs> and then i show them creep and it's yeah you're and then they're also a master manipulator i know oh no <laughs> you know what i am just with sharing amazing works of art with people Pray i think that's people. fine i think that's fine no i'm t- i did it to you like <laughs> that's true that's true we're both witches in our own right yeah it's fine Manipulative totally... witches, mm-hmm. which sounds that could be like an acting tongue twister. Manipulative witches, yeah, that'd be good. I was anyway, thinking it was a good punk band name. <laughs> oh, that could be good. Oh man, I have so many punk band names. If only I could start a punk band. Anyway, <laughs> so you guys probably noticed at the beginning of our episode something a little different. Um, if you're a longtime listener, our amazing, amazing music friend Seth Hagen wrote us this incredible theme song that you heard at the beginning. Yep. So shout out to him. He did such a great job. He's one of my favorite producers I've ever worked with. He's he one is, of my favorite people. He so. is just a joy <laughs> and a light in my life. Yes. Shout uh, out to Seth. Thank yeah. you so, so much for providing us that incredible theme song that you guys will hear from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast, on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod, and we are HorrorBabesPod.com. Until next time. Bye, babes. Bye, babes. Yeah. <laughs>